0: Okay, so today's daf is daf chaf Bez in Mesechas Megillah. We got up to daf chaf beiz, but let's turn back to restart the conversation. Um, we're going to go back to the bottom of chaf aleph amud beiz, and let's start from the two dots, four lines from the bottom of the page. How appropriate that today is Rish Chaydesh, was Rish Chaydesh, and the Kriyas Satira today is is uh, defined by our beautiful Gemara. So let's get into this. We are talking about the required amount of psukim that need to be learned by the alias. Here we go. There are four alias. We're going back, okay, to the bottom of Chafal. Of it says the Gemara. Ula, the son of Rav, asked a question searching for information from Ravah. Whenever you find a boy, he's searching for information. He's not challenging anything. He's here to ask a curiosity question. And here's the question. Parshas Reish Chaydesh, Ketzad Kairin Nasa. How do we break down the alias of Reish Chaydesh? Here we go. The Gemara is now going to explain the problem of, of the issue of Reish Chaydesh. Here's the Shilat. Savas Karboni Lachmi. Command the b'nei and say to them, as Karboni Lachmi, right? My Karbon, the Ishai, the Psuke. This is split up into eight psukim. Hechi Nevad. How do we break that down? Okay, this is the first part of Kriya Satairah for Rosh Chaydesh. That parsha, that paragraph is an eight Psuk paragraph. Now, what's the issue? Let's get into this. Nikri, Trey, Tloss, Tloss, Psukim. Should we have first Aliyah to read three Psukim? Second Aliyah, to read three Psukim? How many Psukim are we going to have left over? Poshulu, Trey. You're going to have two Psukim left over from that paragraph. Parsha, we psukim. not allowed to leave over two Psukim in a paragraph. The minimum you're allowed to leave over is three. Okay. So what are we going to do now? How are we going to break down the two Aliyahs? Nikri, Arba, Arba. we have the first uh, person called to the Torah read four Psukim? And the second person being called to the Torah I also read four psukim, but then we're going to have a problem because there's still two more Alios and pashuluhu shiva. There's going to be seven psukim remaining for the last two aliyas. Now, what's the issue with that? Uviyayma Shabbos, the paragraph of Uviyayma Shabbos, Habian Trey, is two psukim, Uv Shechem, Abin and Rashaycha is five more psukim. So, Two psukim and five psukim are now going to be, have to be broken down into two aliyes. How do we break it down? mahanoch. Should we read two psukim of ubiyayim hashabbos and then only one pasuk into v'rosh eichad Shechem. What's the problem? you not only let it, you're It's not allowed to only read one pasuk into a new parsha. Top of today's daf. You're going to have to read at least three psukim into the last five psukim. Say, so how many psukim are going to be left over for the last aliyah? Liquor, tre, meho, mehach. Right? So what are you going to do? You're now going to tell me that the third aliyah should read two psukim and three poshuluhu tre. Now I have two psukim left over for the fourth aliyah, and that's a problem because you're not allowed to leave over two psukim from a parsha. Okay, so this is Ula's curiosity, Shaila. He says, "Rebbe, I'm stuck. I need an etzah. How do we break down these four aliyas? Here we go. This is got up to. Amar Lai, Rebbe said back to Ula, Zula Ishamati. I did not hear what exactly we should do on Resh Haidash. However, <coughs> excuse me, Ki Shamati. A similar situation. I did hear what to do, and we're going to connect." The dots between what I did here and your Shiloh. That's not. We learned in the Mishnah. This is going back. We're going to have a beautiful part of our today's Dab. Is we're going to have learned it in Thinus. Okay. Now, we learned that when the Kahanim went to the base Hamikdash for their Mishmar, they were broken up into 24 Mishmaris. Alongside the Kahanim, there were yiddin that were broken up into Mamadai's. While the group of Gahanim was in the basement of the serving, there were Yisraelim davening for their Hatzlochah and fasting, and eh, doing chula, making sure the Karbonas are going to be, be miskabel They were called the Mamodes. So they spent the week in their Maimed. What, what did we read from the Torah during the week? Here we go. On the first day, Bereshis and They read the Pesukim from Bereshis and Yihirakia. We learned in the Braitha. So. Barashas Mishnayim, Barashas, they would read by two alias. Two the, the first paragraph, Barashas. Yihirakia in the paragraph of Yihirakia. one person read, and we asked on that, how the Yihirakia can be one aliyah, there's three psukim in Yihir mishnayim. But to break Barashas up into two aliyas, how do you do that? It's five psukim. How are you going to get two Aliyah out of five psukim? Same issue as Reish Chaydesh, right? There's not enough psukim to go around here. So what did we learn about the Mamadais? We learned in a uh, about the Mamadais. Okay, this is general halacha. Like we learned, you're not allowed to read less than three psukim. So we said, what is the halacha? Rav says, you know what you do by the Mamadais? You ready? There was five psukim. So what do you do? Dolig, Repeat. a pasuk. If you repeat any pasuk, now you're going to have six psukun that are read. So that's it. You can take any one of the five psukun. Take your favorite one that's going to sound the best in your nigan. All right? Whichever one, your favorite pasuk, nagin' and read it twice. Now you got six psukun, three and three. That's Rav. Shmuel, amar, Shmuel says, no. Paisik. Shmuel says, you take one of the five psukun and one guy reads half the pasuk. And the second aliyah reads the other half of the pasuk. You mamish break up a pasuk. And now it's two pasuk. Everybody got ka- like a quasi three pasuk aliyah. Okay, This is what we learned in kindness by the mamads. Now, ask the Gemara, Rav Omar Daleg, Rav who says you repeat the pasuk, my timely Omar Paisak, why doesn't he say you break up the pasuk? Answer the Gemara, something that's probably bothering us, kasavar Rav holds, kol psukkah. Any pasuk, the lo'i paske, that's not broken up by Moshe, we can't break it up. You can't just make a new pasuk. If there's a pasuk, you read the the whole thing. That's it. Okay? So now we know why Rab says repeat. Shmuel says break it up. Shmuel says you do break it up. Ask the Gemara, What do you mean? But Rabbi Chananya says, "Kara." Rabbi Chananya, Kara. Rabbi Chananya, who was the expert about yeah, he says, "Tzar Godol." Rabbi Chanina Godol. I had a lot of tzar by Rabbi Chanina Godol. I wanted to be able to split up a pasuk when it came to to uh getting proper aliya. He literally lives like tonight. And he only let me break up a pasuk when it came to teaching kids in school. When you're teaching a child in school. And you have, Let me tell you something. If you're going to teach a kid, all at once, he might go on, on overload. So what do you do? On the first day you say, my entire kids, my beloved child, in the beginning, bara there was created, by the Shail. let's hazard this again, let's go, and you repeat the first part of the Puzzle. And then Monday you come back to school, you say, oh, so now what did Hashem create? When you teach the school children, you're allowed to split up the pasuk. Okay? So he permitted me <coughs> to split up the pasuk only by school children. since sins, made to be taught, asuyin, that's how it needed <coughs> to be done. So, the question is, if it's only allowed for the kids in school to break it up, the question is on Shmuel. Why is Shmuel saying to break up a pasuk? He should say, "Repeat it." Answers the Gemara, some time am I. Shmuel, "There by the kids, time amai." What's the what's the reason why it's permitted to break it up? You know why? Mishum to lay after. There's, there's no other way to do it. If you want to teach a kid Torah, what's the purpose? To teach the child, or the child to learn? A teacher's not meant to teach. A teacher's meant to make sure that the children are learning. So when you walk into a classroom and you want to make sure the child's learning, there's no other way about it. So it says Shmuel the same way. By a school child, you're allowed to break up the Pesach because there's no other way. Let me tell you something. Over here by Rishchidesh, by the Mamadai's, Ha-chanami, so too over here, light after a period, it's not possible. So therefore I say, break up the puzzle. Alright? So, so far what do we have? We have Rav telling us to to repeat and not break because you can't break a pasuk should be didn't break and we have Shmuel telling us to break the same way we find when we teach school children <coughs> says the Gemara, okay, fine now, I, we understand why Shmuel says it's similar to school children but what's his issue with the Raab's approach just repeat the whole pasuk what's wrong with that Ushmuel Lamar Shmuel says, you break up the pasuk split it in half my time uh, of what's the reason he doesn't hold doileg to repeat the Pasuk like Rav answers the Gemara, same swara that we learned yesterday. Gzaira Mishuma nechnasin Mishuma Yaitzim. It's a gzera because of people coming in and because of people leaving. Listen to this. Says Shmuel. We need to be concerned about people walking into Shul late or leaving Shul early. And therefore, here's what's going to happen: Beryl's going to walk into Shul. He's going to get there by the second aliyah. And he's going to see that there are into the paragraph. They start reading from Pasuk Gimel. What's he going to think to himself? Oh, you're allowed to have two for an aliyah. He's not going to know we already read Pasuk Gimel, and I'm just repeating it now, because he wasn't there by the first aliyah. Or vice versa. What happens when uh, Beryl's, Beryl's the one who came late? What happens when Yankel is leaving early? So he's gonna, they're going to read Passoch Aleph Base and Gimel. He's going to see there's only Dalit and Hay left and he's on his way out. He's going to say, Oh, you could leave over to Psochim. He's not going to know that really they're going to repeat Passoch Gimel and that's why they were allowed to stop. He's not going to know that. And therefore, again, like we learned yesterday, we are concerned, Mishum Anachros and Mishum Ayatsim, which is such a beautiful. And powerful thought to how we function as human beings. We just make assumptions. We make assumptions. That's it. Right? You're going to ask? No, because then you're going to look stupid. Right? But you're just going to say, Okay, listen, there's two come left. That's it. Finito. Shez Shmuel, I prefer to stop in the middle of a pasuk. Break the pasuk in half. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do it. Than to have people just come in and, and start making their own... Uh, their own natural assumptions. Remember, there wasn't Google yet. People aren't going to be, can you leave two psukim left in a-? No, you're going to have to uh, lean over the guy in the middle of the show. <laughs> nah, no one's going to do that. They're just going to live off their natural assumptions. Okay. That's the challenging question. If you have a partial with six psukim, divide it by two alias. If you have a partial of five psukim, give it to one person. Make it all into one shleisha. What happens if the first aliyah took three psukim, so how many psukim do I have left in the five pasuk paragraph? Two left. Hashemi, the second aliyah, He should read the remaining two psukim at this parasha. And one more into the next parasha. Some say you've got to read a full shleisha. You've got to read three more psukim into the next Period. Because you're not allowed to enter a new parsha unless you read a full three psukim. That is... The statement of the Brisa. Again, let's repeat that because we're going to have a challenge from this. The Brisa says, if you have a six Pusuk paragraph, divide it by two. Beautiful. If you have a five Pusuk paragraph, have one person read three psukim, And then the next guy should read the remaining two plus one or three more. Okay? That's, that's what the Brisa says. Now, Vimisa, if Rav is correct to repeat the puzzle. Or if Shmuel is correct to break up the Pusuk, Rav and Shmuel are early on my room. What's their advice? Repeat one Pusuk or split up the Pusuk? Did any one of them say, ah, oh, finish it off and just keep reading, just keep going until you get enough Pusukim? No, they didn't say that. They said either repeat the Pusuk that's right in front of us now or divide it up. Why don't they give the advice of the Pusuk? That's the question. What's the advice of the Pusuk? Just keep going. You keep reading. You've got more men, right? until, you, until you're taken care. Answer the Gemara: Shani Hasam, the Afshar Bahaki. In the situation of the Brisa, it was possible to keep reading. Okay, but over here, for whatever situation, you're not able to keep reading. You're stuck and you're limited to these particular uh, to these particular psukim. Now Rashi explains why you're stuck to these particular psukim because, for example, if it's Monday or Thursday. And you only have, and you only have three aliyahs. You're only supposed to read from certain parts of the Torah. You're not going to keep going, right? So if you're limited, you're limited. Fine. Amr of It says the name of Halacha The is like the Yesh imrim in the Brisa, which is that if you ever have, uh, if you don't have enough psukim in the paragraph you're reading, you have to read at least three more psukim. Into the next paragraph. The R of Tankhammer Bhishov Levi. And Rav Tankim says as well in the name of Shug Levi, Parsha, The same way, you're not allowed to enter the next parsha by reading less than three Psokim So too, you have to make sure to leave over at minimum three psukim. You can never leave over two psukim or one psukim says the Gomorrah Pshita. This is uh, Captain Obvious. Why? Now, when you start out a parsha in the Torah, the Tanakama tana is makel, right? But the Machmirim, the, the yeshaimrim are still going to be Machmir. Now, the Tanakama said all you need to do is read one pasuk. The written said you needed to re- you need to read at least three more pasukim. That was the Brisa. Again, going back to the Brisa, we said what happens if you find if you have a five Paragraph, what did the Tanakama say? Three psukim for the first guy. The second guy should read the last two plus one. He was Makel. Yeshayimim, said need a full three. <coughs> Excuse me. So sheer, by the measurement, the machmir Tanakama, where the Tanakama's Mahmir and says that you need to leave at least three psukim. Loi in the How much more so is the Yeshayimim going to say you need at least three psukim? So why is Rabbi Shua Ben Levi have to say, Kishem Shein Maschilin, so too, you can't, you know, the same way you can't start a part of lesson three, so you can't end with lesson three. Shkoyach, it's obvious, question mark. Answer the Gemara, no, it's not so simple. There's I would have thought to say, Nichnossim listen to this, this is so powerful and beautiful. It's common for people to come late to Shul. Alright? That's how it is. People have stuff, they come late to Shul. Yaitzin. But for somebody to walk out of Shul in the middle of Kriya Satira, no. People don't do that. It's taka true. Right? People don't do that. Yeah, people who come into Shul a little late, they got stuff, they needed to babysit, they, got, they it took a while to roll out of bed. But once somebody comes to Shul, it's Shlishi, Revi, Chamishi, they're in. They're in. They're not going to start staying for one aliyah during Kriya Satira and start walking out. Yaitzin Lashkichi, the manchi sefer terav and you're going to tell me the Sefer Torah is laying in front of them. You have opportunity to be learning Torah, and this person's going to walk out. So I would say, listen to this. There's nothing wrong with leaving less than three psukim in a paragraph. Because what's going to happen? People are going to walk out and might think that you left over two psukim. Nobody walks out, and they're going to so they're staying, and they're going to see that we're taka going to repeat a pasuk. Right. So I would think that. A therefore comes along to Bishuv and Levi and says, no, taka. People do that too. And we're even concerned about that, that lesser Madraga. Now, it taka seems it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smaller group of people who do walk out. But the chiddush of Bishuv and Levi is, we're still concerned about those huschever. We're still concerned. Okay. Says the Gemara. The Tanakama, according to the Tanakama, my, my Shna, what's the difference? Shi'yurei, as far as leaving over less than three psukim, Delay, he doesn't allow it. Mishum yaitzim, because people might walk out. nami, so too, he says, when you start a paragraph of Taira also he should be concerned. Gezera we should make a decree. Mishum anachnosim, because of people who come to shul late. Why is the Tanakama only concerned about people leaving early and not about people leaving late, says the Gemara. Amri Manda ayal Shiyule sha'il. It says like this. Very interesting. Svara for the Tanakama. Amri Manda ayal, a person who walks to shul in the middle of Kriya Satayra, Shiyule sha'il will surely ask. You want to know where we're up to? And you want to know the halacha. Okay? Memela, somebody who comes late to shul, is not going to be left making mistakes. But somebody may very well leave early and that's a mistake that can be had. What a There's this, this, this a beautiful concept in this. You could, it could be the same guy. It could be the same person. But if you just entered a place of Ruchnius, you walked into a, a base Eleichim, you walk into a Shul, you walk into a base madrash, Kriya Satyra, your mindset is on i want i want i'm a sponge i'm here to learn and you know how to learn by asking people realize if you want to learn you need to ask but once somebody's in the mindset of walking away that changes for them and they're not going to be like oh next time i come to show let me ask because i was wondering you know there's two so left over that's not happening when you put yourself into a matzah of kedusha you put into a situation of kedusha you're in good company you'll figure everything out together. But when you're walking away from the kedusha and you're removing yourself from the company, we don't trust that ultimately you're going to figure this all out and therefore we need to be more machmir and ensure that there's a minimum of three psukim that are left over. Sholach lei, Rabbah b'reid the Rabbah Rabbi the son of Rabbah sent a Shiloh to Rabbi Yosef. Hilchisa <laughs> mai. Bottom line, what is the halachas? When it uh, when the Mamadus would get together and read from Veratius, what would they do? lei. <speaking in Hebrew> Rabbi Yosef sent back to him. <speaking in> Hokasa, <Hebrew> the halacha is Daileg, <speaking in Hebrew> you repeat the Pasuk, Ve'emtsoi <speaking in Hebrew> Tsoi, And which pasuk do you repeat? The middle one. And guess what? What did we do this morning? The Omar Ta We read that Pasuk twice. Yeah. Alright, beautiful. Zaklal, <speaking in Hebrew> here's the rule: koshiyesh by musuf vehlu. Any day where there is Mosav, they asked a Shiloh searching for information, how many aliyahs do you have on a public fasting? Okay, you have a, on a Tainas Tzibor, how many aliyahs are there? We said Rish Haydesh is for aliyahs, is for aliyahs, what about a Tainas seabor All right, that was going to take us a while to get around to this answer, so hold on tight, here we go. On Raishkhidash Halamaid, the Ika Carbon Musuf are bought. Where there's a carbon musuf that's brought, there's four alias, there's an extra aliyah. But on a tiny seaboard, the lack of carbon musuf, where there's no carbon musuf, like. maybe I would say that it's three alias, like Monday, Thursday and Shabbos Mincha. Aidoma, or perhaps Hakanami. Even in this situation as well, Ikamusuft fila. Since there's added parts to davening so it's like there's musuf and you should have four aliyahs okay, in other words is it tfilas musuf that gives me the fourth aliyah or is it the fact that there's added davenings and on the time of seaboard there's added davenings we have all these added tfilas that we put into the Shemayna Esrei we went from 18 brachas to 24 brachas as we learned in Tainus. so that's the shayla how many aliyahs do we have, says the Gemara Toshma let's try to prove an answer from here on Resh Chodesh and Cholamaiyid, on Cholamaiyid, current Arba. Now, that's the statement. Did it mention Tineisibur? No. So how about Tineisibur Gimel? You could imply that Tineisibur doesn't get four. You still got three. Says Gemara one second. sec. A Morisha. We see the beginning of the Mishnah. What does the beginning of the Mishnah say? Bisheni, bechamishu, beshabes mincha. Monday, Thursday, shabes mincha, current Gimel. That's when you have three alias. Oh, Aliyas. Tineisibur Arba. Why don't we be b'dayek that Tineisibur should have four Aliyas? period. But from here, you can't learn anything. There's no mashmays. Because if you read it one way, if you look at the Rosh Haidash and Cholomayit and four alias, that seems to imply Tainus three. But when you say in the Mishnah that Monday, Thursday has three alias, that seems to imply that a Tainus has four. So from here, there's no mashmays. We, uh, we don't know the answer. We don't know how many alias. Okay. Viter Tashmah. Let's come and try to prove how many aliyahs on a public fast day from here. Derav ikla le'babel Sibur Rab came to Babel on the tani yisibor. Come Sifrah. He got up to read from Sifra, from Sefer Torah. Posach, he got an aliyah. Baruch, he made a bracha. Chasim, and he finished his aliyah, ve'lo baruch, and he did not make a bracha. Now, which aliyah is this? If he started out with a bracha but didn't end with a bracha. Which aliyah? We're assuming, he, it means he got the first aliyah, if he started with a bracha and didn't end with a bracha. Because remember, that was part of the process until we have what we have nowadays, where everybody makes a bracha before or afterwards because of nechnasem and yaitzim, because we don't want people to make a mistake, whoever got the first aliyah made a bracha in the beginning, and whoever got the last aliyah made a bracha in the end. That was it. Okay. Now, so he, he opened up, he made a bracha, but when he finished, he didn't make a bracha. Nafel, no it came time for nefila. We're assuming nefila means tachanun. Okay. Kulialma, the, uh, the whole shul uh, and payu, they got on their faces. The rab lo'inofal al-ape. And rab did not fall on his face. He didn't put his face down. Okay. Says the Gemara. Michti, Ready for this? Follow along. Let's see. Is rab a kayan labor Yisrael? So, Gemara says, we know rab be Yisrael kar. Rav was a Yisrael. Now, if he was a Yisrael, what Aliyah did he get? The tiniest Sebor. He's a Yisrael. So we're going to assume he got at, me- at, at most third Aliyah, right? Cain got first. Maybe got second. Probably got Shlishi. Right? I don't know if that's a right. He's a Litvak. There wasn't Shishi for the for the Nusuk I don't know. All right. So he got the third Aliyah. Why so my time of chosan why didn't Rav make a bracha afterwards? If there if there's only three aliyahs on a public kindness, why is he not making a bracha at the end? He's the last aliyah. Lav mishum de achrina isn't it because there must have been another aliyah afterwards? I get the uh, I get the point. Yeah, it must be there's four aliyahs. Because otherwise, Rav should have made a bracha afterwards. He's the last aliyah, if there's only three. Says the Gemara, no, relax, not necessarily. Rav was a tremendous gadol adar. And a gadol adar is allowed to take the aliyah of Kayin. Even if there's a Kayin in the shul. he's allowed to be called up in Kayan. The Harav Huna, Kari Bikahani, we know Ravuna would even though he wasn't a Kayin, would get called up for the kahuna. And says the Gemara, maybe that's why Rav only made a bracha before and didn't make a bracha afterwards. And therefore taka have no proof of how many aliyas you have on a public fast day. Says the Gemara. One second. Just because Rav Huna used to take the aliyah of Kayan, that means Rav would too? Bishlima Rav Huna. It's understandable why Rav Huna, Kari B'Kahane, he would get called up for the aliyah of kayan Tafi Ravami Bravasi, because even Ravami and Ravasi, D'Kahane, they were Kayhanim, Chashive, and they were Gar Chashuv, the Aradi Israel in Eretz Yisrael, make of Kapayule the Ravuna. When Ravuna was around, Ravami and Ravasi themselves, who were Kahanim, would say, Ravuna gets the first Aliyah. They would be Mavater the Aliyah to Ravuna. So we understand why Ravuna would get called up for the Aliyah. He's head and shoulders above everybody else. El Rav. But you're going to tell me Rav got the Aliyah of Kohen when he came to Bava? Listen to this. Ha'iko Shmuel. But there was Shmuel, the Havei, who was a Kayan. Udavar Alei, and he was greater than Rav. And Mimela, if Rav and Shmuel are in the same shul, don't tell me that Rav got the aliyah of Kohain, and that's why he made the brach before not afterwards, because there was Shmuel. So which aliyah did Rav get? It must be the third one, and we're back to our proof that there's four aliyahs, because if there would be three, Rav should have made his Brachah at the end. Okay? says the Gemara wrong. Shmuel Nami rav. Shmuel would also yield his cover, his honor in front of rav. The rav who the averly cover, and Shmuel would do that. He would yield his cover, and rav on his own also would show cover to Shmuel. Rav would show cover to Shmuel, but really Shmuel always yielded to rav. He averly of and and. Um, when did he give him Kavad? When he was there, but when he was not there, he wouldn't give him this special Kavad. And then Mela says the Gemara, what are we coming out with? It's taka possible that the Aliyah that Rav had it was the Aliyah of Kohen. Okay? Now, the Gemara is going to make a point that I'm sure is bothering us. What was this whole conversation dependent on? Rav made a bracha before, but not afterwards. You see there's another Aliyah. Right. Let me ask you a question: If he got the third Aliyah, why did he make a bracha before? Was this bothering anybody? Yeah. If he got an Aliyah, if he took the third Aliyah, so the, that means the Kohen made the bracha before. The Levi didn't make any brachas. Rav shouldn't have made a bracha before. Why is Rav getting the first br- making a bracha beforehand, but not afterwards? Says the Gemara, "Hachanami mistabra. It's logical to say that Rav actually got called up for the Aliyah of Kohen. The Rav that Rav got called up for the Aliyah of Kohen. Why? Because if you were to think, that he's being called up for the Aliyah of Yisrael, Why did he make a bracha beforehand? There was no bracha needed. The Kohen already started out making the bracha by that aliyah. It must be that Rav got the first, uh, the first aliyah. Itaka took the aliyah of Kayin. And now we have no proof on a public fast day whether there's three or four. Says the Gemara, no. Ready for this? Now before I tell you this answer, it's a two-word answer. We're going to have to explain the following process. All right? We learned yesterday... The reason why there's brachas before and after each aliyah is exera mishuma nachnasim, mishuma yaitzim. Right? It's interesting. There's a lot of halachas because of people who come late and leave early. We're concerned, okay? So everybody makes a bracha before, and everybody makes a bracha afterwards. That's now. What was it when we read the Mishnah? The Mishnah on the surface, what did it look like? The way it looked, like, according to the Mishnah, the way things were originally, it seems, the first person would get called up to the Torah for Kayin. He would make a bracha. You'd have however many aliyas you needed for that day. The last fellow would make a bracha at the end. That's it. Okay? And is it. those were the only ones who made a bracha. So everybody in between did not make a bracha at all. That's how it was originally, and when you look at the Mishnah, Ta'chava. That's what it was. Nowadays, we have the furthest extreme, where everybody makes a bracha before, and everybody makes a bracha afterward. The question is, what was the process to get from point A of one bracha before for everybody, one bracha before only one person made that, and then only one bracha afterwards, to all of a sudden everybody making brachas? It didn't go boom. It didn't change just like that. It actually changed over the course of time. And therefore, the Gemara is about to explain to us that there were different customs. Sometimes there were a, there were a, we were during an era where everybody made a bracha before, but not everybody would make a bracha afterwards. Or vice versa. And you know what it was dependent on? The, the, the culture of your city. If a lot of people in that city were to come late to Shul, right? So then we were, we were nervous, Mishoma Nasan. people coming late. What are they going to think about the brachos? And if the, if the culture was otherwise, right? So sometimes you had cities where everybody made a bracha afterwards or everybody made a bracha only before until finally we got to where we are today. You get what I'm saying? That, there, was a, there was a process. Now let's read this inside. Says the Gemara, Oh, I'll prove to you that he only made a bracha before, or not afterwards. Says the Gemara, la achar takana, takana. No, that it was after the takana that um, that you make a bracha before. Says the Gemara, if it's after the takana, that everybody should make a bracha before. Ihachi, if that's true, la namin livrach. So even afterwards, Rav should have made a bracha. Everybody should make a bracha after each aliyah. Question mark answers the Gemara. No. Shiny hecha Diyasiv Rav, where it was different. The place where Rav came from because people when they would come up would come late. Top of Ahmed Bez, mefak But nobody would leave early, and therefore they were makbed on people making brachos before. But they were everybody got an ali would make a bracha would make a bracha before, but not everybody made a bracha afterwards. Okay, because again. Until we got to where we are now, where everybody makes before and everybody makes afterwards, it just depended on where you lived, period. Bottom line, do we know? Let's, let's keep our heads in the game here. Do we know the, the answer to the original Shiloh, which was, on a public fast day, how many aliyahs are it? Three or four? We don't know. We said you can't be Medayakeh from the Mishnah and we tried proving it because Rab went to Bavel, and therefore we got onto this whole half of conversation, right? Oh, he made a Raqqa before, not afterwards, blah, 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 right? Must be, there's three that there's four Aliyahs. otherwise you wouldn't make a ruch, eh? That's how we got onto that whole thing. We said, there's no riot to anything. You don't know what the exact Minnaq was and why he made a rough before and afterwards, maybe that. Period. We still don't have an answer. Keep that in mind. That's our ultimate goal is to figure out how many Aliyahs on a public fast day, we still don't know. Let's keep going. Toshima. top line. Chav Come and listen. Zaklau. This is the rule. la'am. Any day where people are mevatel from melacha. Okay. What do you mean mevatel from melacha? They stay late in shul to daven. It's a longer davening. Okay. It's called b'tom melach. All right. Kigain. For example, Tynes Zibor, public fast day, the Tishbev and Tishbev, Gimel. It's three aliyas. If there's no bitul malacha, no loss of work, then we have four aliyas. Meaning, if by keeping people in shul, it's going to cause them to lose out in work, we make it three aliyas. We're concerned about people's parnasa. Not a lot of just add aliyas and shlatsik. People need to get to work. But on a day where you're not going to be holding people off of work, for example, Rishchidesh, Cholamayid, people already, you know, they expect to not be getting to work on time or going to work at all on those days, so then you could have an extra aliyah. Says the Gemara, Shmaminah. What do you see from here? of good Raya. He said explicitly, how many aliyahs on a public fast day? Three. Om Ravashi, says, no, no Raya. What do you mean? He just said this explicitly. He says, listen to this. Om Ravashi, says, didn't we learn in our Mishnah Here's the rule, call by Any day where there's Mosuf, and it's not Yam Tif, Arba, you read for Alias. What is what's that coming to include? Whenever it says Zeha it's coming to include another case. What's it coming to include? Lav La Isn't that coming to include Tinas Tibor and Tishabhav? He says, Very nice, you quoted me a Brysa to try to prove. That on a tiny seaboard there's three alias, but our mishnah I could be medayek and a mishnah is usually stronger than a brisa. That there's going to be four alias, says the gemara. money, okay. So according to Ravashi, who is who does he hold is the tana of our mishnah. It's not going to be the tana or Rav Yaisi. Who's that? The tana we learned in a brisa. If Tishba falls out on Monday, Thursday, current gimbalum after echad three alias to the Torah, Plus haftar, plus Maftir. Barvi, if Tishabah falls out on Tuesday or Wednesday, Karin Echad, Umaftir Echad. Okay, you only have one Aliyah. If it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Say, says no. It's always going to be three Aliyahs plus one Maftir. Ask the Gemara. Ravashi, you want to be medayik, the Klal in our Mishnah to be four Aliyahs? You don't fit with the previous brisa, and you don't fit with this mishnah either, because in the mishnah's machlekes commentary, it's, not like it's not the based about what you do on tishba, and the whole shaila is three aliyahs or one aliyah. Nobody holds there's four aliyahs. So what are you talking about? Says the gemara. Okay, fine. So, so when are going to Ashi is wrong. So, so um Ela um, Kasha sorry, ask the gemara. Aye, but what about Ravashi's proof from the Zahaklal? Zahaklal seems to include a, a uh, public fast to have four aliyas. He's going to say, very nice. Okay, so you found a, a Mishnah arguing with me. What are you going to do with my diuk of Zahaklal? Says the Gemara, no. It's not coming to include a general uh, public fast. It's coming to include Rosh Chodesh and There, there's four aliyas to the Torah. Says the Gemara, why would Zahaklal be including Rosh and Chalamaid? We already know that explicitly, that there's four aliyas. But it's explicitly said about says Ravashi, those are said explicitly. So now when it says and we're including another thing before aliyas, that's where I want to say that it's a public fast day that gets four aliyahs. Answer the Gemara, no. Now we're going to say to Ravashi, is just giving us a simon. A simmon is a way to remember when you read three alias and when you read four alias. But zaklal is it, over here is gonna be a little unusual. Usually it's coming to include a new case. <coughs> and now we're gonna say, no, it's not coming to include a new case, it's coming to clarify to help us remember when to read four alias. How so? Let's read this. Delight Tema. A person should not say, Yomtev v'chaylo ki A person shouldn't say that Yomtev and Chalamayin are all the same. Okay? Yomtev gets five aliyas, Cholomayin gets five aliyas, or Cholomayin gets four aliyas, Yomtev should get four aliyas. Yeah? A person shouldn't think that even though it's all called Pesach, that you have the same amount of aliyas every day. Not true. Ella, rather, what is the halacha? kaitai says the Mishnah, take the following rule in your hand. Call the tafile Mel Samechabrei, Tofilet Gavra Yaseira. Listen to this. You know what I remember? Any day that's got an added halacha over a different type or similar type of day, there's also going to be an extra aliyah that we use, an extra aliyah that we're called up for. Hilkach, therefore, listen to this. Here's the. Just follow along. Reish Dika Karba Reish there's most four aliyas. Yom tev, there's an added prohibition, the Asar Basias Malacha. Yom tev has an added iser over Cholamayim and Rosh Chodesh that you're not allowed to work. Chamisha, now you're gonna have five aliyas. Yom Kippur and Donus Kares, a Yom Kippur that has added over Yom tev with for the zechiy of Kareis for eating or being mechal Yom Kippur. Shisha and Shabbos, Dika iser skila with his mamish misa Adam. Then, Shiva, then there's seven aliyas to the Torah. And that's the za'akla. Za'akla is not coming to include an additional day. Rather, it's coming to establish the, the way to remember on what day do you, do you give a particular, the, uh, that specific amount of Aliyahs. Okay. Period. Here we go. Kufa. All right? We all the place. We're about halfway down. On Chav Bay's Amud Bay's Kufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Rav Vikla Lebav on the We said that Rav came to Bavel on the sebor Back to the story. Come Karabisifra. He got up, freed from his Haftar. Posach Baruch. He got up and he made a bracha. He made a bracha before his Aliyah. He finished his Aliyah. Vle He didn't make a bracha. Nufel. The Elam fell down. Again, assuming it's Tachanun, Kuli Alma Kuli Alma The whole world Meaning everybody in Shul Fell on their faces The Rav And Rav did not Fall down Alright, so we explain the Aliyah Explain the Aliyah Ask the Gemara What's with this uh, tahanun Business My Taimo, What's the reason Rav What is the reason That Rav did not fall on his face Okay Says the Gemara, Ritzba Fascinating answer, fascinating halacha. You know why Rav refused to go down on the floor because it was made out of stone. we They didn't just put their heads down by Tachanon. they went down on the floor. And the halacha is You're not allowed to to bow down Salah to bow down on a stone floor anywhere. On it, you're not allowed to bow down in your land. the only time you're allowed to bow down on stone is in the base hamikdash. the Torah says, like The says you're not allowed to bow down. It's it's referring specifically to stone. And Memela Rav didn't go and uh, and do and do Nafila. He didn't go down, even though everybody else was. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, my Rav. What do you mean, Rav didn't go down? <laughs> Rav's going to stand there, everybody else being over Isser Daraisa. Everybody's transgressing, bowing down on a stone floor in this shul, and Rav's just going to keep his mouth shut? Never heard of such a thing. Right? Answers the Gemara, Kameh <laughs> de Rav Havoi. Rav was put in the rabbi's chair. And guess what? The rabbi's chair was fancy schmancy and they had a special marble floor around it. Everybody else got carpets. Everybody else was able to uh, do a nefila, but Rav had a problem. Rav, they're getting a little too fancy, so now he can't, uh, he, he, he can't go down. Says the Gemara, let him go over to the place where the tibura is, and do tachanen over there. Answered the Gemara, he didn't want to bother people. He would have to step over people, and for him it was kedai to not to not go down and uh, to not have to stir people. Okay. Another possible answer is, Rav pishut Rav, when he would say tachanon, would go all out. He would spread out his arms and legs, and he was mamishu. Yeah, Ullah and this following the Ullah pishut Daim Raglaim buba. It's the reason why everybody else went, went down, even. According to this answer, everybody had a stone floor. But they were able to do it because they did it, the, you know, the way that we do it. Stam, you know, you put your head down, you, put, you bend your body, whatever. But Rav used to do it, you know, legit. And therefore, for him, because there was a stone floor, he had a, he had a problem. Says the Gemara, so why doesn't he just do it like everybody else? So now that he had a stone floor by him, let him just do a, a regular one. Why do you need to be different now? Go do, go do one that you're allowed to do on the stone floor. Says the Gemara, Lei Lei mishanei, he did not want to change mi from his regular minug. That's how he did it. That's how he would say, Tachanan. that's how he did Nafila. And because there was stone, and because of his minug, so he wasn't able to do it. Or another possible answer, Adam shiny. shiny. Adam Khashuv is different. What does that mean? Like Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, now listen to this. When somebody is in a position where they're supposed to, at least to the Oilam, look like they are more beloved and closer to the rabbi even though there's really no such thing, but you can have a bigger pull to the rabbi When somebody's in that place, you're like, oh, you're the chacham, Right? So a person has to be very careful to, about doing something and then not being answered because it's going to be a chil you're in a position that looks like, oh, you you can get you can get the stuff done, right? There's a rabbi on a plane, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's major turbulence, major turbulence. So some some gentile turns to him, says, "Rabbi, do something, right? Do something." The rabbi says, "I'm in sales, not management." Yeah. People, right? but. A, a, a tzadik could be a management, right? Hakadosh Baruch answers the tefilas. Says, says Rabbi Elazar, an adam chashuv, ain't adam Khoshov Rashai lipol al elam If you're going to go all out and b- put your face on the floor, you better be sure that you are going to get answered. You better be confident. like we find by Yeshua benun, the it says by lach v'gaymer. He says Yeshua, get up. And uh, go ahead and conquer the city of Ai. He bowed. He he bowed down, and he did a full bowing. Ashbarav says, "Okay, now that you did the full bowing, now I'm I'm kind of forced to have to go ahead and answer you." So the shilu was, why doesn't Rab just go? Adam choshev shiny Adam choshev shani. Tana The rabbis learned, and so we. Now we're going to get into different types of bowing down. Kida alapayim. When it, when there's a mitzvah of kida, type of bowing called kidah. That means you lay flat on your face As if you're about to start doing a push-up Okay You're laying mamish Nose to the floor Shinemar, as it says Vatikaid basheva apayim oretz. Basheva bowed down With her face On the ground Kriya, The bowing called kriya Albirkayim That's when you, you're on your knees The chenu And similarly it says Michroya Albirkat. He was kneeling on his knees what type of bowing is raglaim, Like we just spoke with Rav. Pishut Raglaim is to completely spread out your hands and your feet. Now, beforehand, it was only your face. This, your mom is going, you're going out, your body completely spread. Shanimar, as it says, Imcha, My and your mother are supposed to come? And your brothers, to bow down in front of you by the ground. This is by the, the dreams. Yaakov tells what you, you know, he didn't want it to look like. He believed the dreams, right? Even though he did, he, he yearned for the day the dream would be fulfilled. He says, What? You think we're all going to come, the uh, Shtachav uh, Levi showed Rebbe how to perform Kida, and he became lame. Okay. now we had this Gemara this Gemara comes up numerous times in Shas Levi became lame through Kida so you got to be careful okay says the Gemara um, now by the way Kida listen to this it's fascinating Kida is a type of bowing where you go all the way down on your face and you kind you you, you take your thumbs and you press it into the ground and at the end of the bow, the only thing that propels you upward is the force of your thumbs. So basically you're laying down and then you take your thumbs and your thumbs have to propel your entire body so you're standing in a full upright position. That's the strength you need to have in your thumbs. And it's, uh, it's, it's superhuman to be able to perform that type of, of bowing and getting up. So levy... Showed this to Rebbe and he became lame. Ask the Gemara Vokagarmaleh. Is that what caused Reb, uh, Levi to become lame? La Rebbe Lazar, La Rebbe Lazar. La Rebbe Lazar says a La person should not quetch to Rebbeinu Shlulelum. Don't say God. You don't know what you're doing. You can't be doing. You, you can't be doing any better. Come on, person shouldn't kvetch. Shouldn't complain towards our God. Baruch Hu. Adam Adum Gadol Dvarim Klapeim Mala because there was an Adum Gadol, very a person. Who did that? The itlan, he became lame. Umanu, um, and who did that? Levi. So ask the Gemara, what caused Levi to become lame? Was it the kidah? Or was it his kvetching against uh, HaKadosh Baruch, whose way that he ran the world? Answers the Gemara, Havaha havah, havah, garmulei, they both caused it. Meaning, once Levi kvetched, and he put himself out there, as if he knows better, and then there was a situation of sakana. He didn't have any protection, and Memela, he was, uh, and, and mela, he became, he became lame. Amar of Chiyobarovin, says, I saw Abaye, top of tomorrow's daf. The Rava and Rava the matsle atzluye. When they said tahnun, they would just put their heads down. They would fall on their faces, but they they uh, they would lean, and they didn't go all the way down to the floor. So memela, the tahnun that we have nowadays is not a tachnun where any of us go down to the floor. We merely lean on our sides. We'll hold it here for today. We'll pick up from here tomorrow evening at the same time. Ad